0: Welcome to episode 71 of Breaking Atoms, where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is Chris Mitchell, a.k.a. the king of no chill whatsoever. Today's a very special episode for me. Back in 1997, I came across an album called Many Faces by Tracy Lee. And over the last two decades, it's one of those albums that I keep coming back to. I look at it as a a personal classic, and I know the album back to front, like literally, you know, all the lyrics, the skits, everything. I had a chance to actually catch up with Tracy Lee over the phone. Shout outs to Kill for making the connection happen. And we spoke about the, the making of the Many Faces album um, among many things, including working with Buster Rhymes and being one of the last people to do a song with the Notorious B.I.G. We also touch on him signing to Universal Records, going to Howard University, and becoming a lawyer. It's definitely been a very interesting journey, and you're going to get to hear how it all went down right after the break. Hey, yo, we about to tear it up. Break hey, 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 for break, break for break, down. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. Tracy Lee, welcome to the Breaking Atoms podcast. How are you doing today, sir?
1: Oh man, I'm very well. I'm very well. Every all is good on this side, man. How are you across the pond, sir?
0: I'm I'm good, man. It's uh it's 11 p.m. at night. I'm a I'm an early guy, you know. So normally normally I'm in bed, but when um, when I'm kill when kill put me in touch and said, listen, man, I can get Tracy Lee on the podcast for you. One, I'm a big massive fan, and we'll touch on that later. But I just thought, you know what? Um, it's a conversation I want to have. So, you know, I've got to drink that coffee and stay up a bit longer, you know?
1: <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it.
0: So let's start, let's start um, with the situation that we're currently in right now. 2020 has been a very unpredictable year. This is true. We've been in lockdown. And one of the things um, I've, I've taken from lockdown is I've had a chance to think and I've had a chance to reflect. And I've started to think about what I can do for myself Mm -hmm. And what I can do without. So in terms of what I can do for myself, you know, I've I've literally just set up my own home recording studio. I literally just recorded my first vocals by myself in the house. So I don't have to go to the studio anymore. I can record as and when I want to. People need verses. Boom, boom, boom. It's done. Correct. What I can do without, I like to go to the barber every week. You can look at my hair yeah. now. I haven't been for a, I haven't been for a while, um, but yeah. now I've realized I don't have to go to the barber every week. It can be every couple of weeks. It can be every month. Now my wife cuts my hair now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you, what have you learned that you can do without and do for yourself during the lockdown?
1: Well, ironically, um, so my recording process... Used to be, like you say, go in the studio, get with the engineer, producer. Shout out to my man, O.J., who produced uh, the last two albums, this this current album that we just put out on Friday called Glory. And he produced the previous album that we put out last year called Expect Unexpected. But I I was accustomed to going into the studio uh, and recording. But like you, um, we couldn't do that now. So I went and purchased a brand new computer just for music and music only. And I bought a, um, uh, I already had the Newman mic. I bought the chaotic, uh, the Chaotica 8-Ball, you know, just because I have an unfinished basement. And so I I, I use that because that facilitates, you know, or, or should I say substitutes m- me having to build a, a studio and a, and a mic booth. And I started recording myself, you know what I'm saying? So on this new album, I recorded all of my vocals, nice, all of them, nice. you know what I mean? Um, so that's now what I can do without. You know, if we want to lay something, if I get the inspiration to write something, and you know somebody sends me the two track, I you know I just upload it in GarageBand or what have you, and record and send the vocals, and that's that. You know what I mean?
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, what I can, what I what I what I can't live without that I don't have, it's really not. It's, I, look, man, as long as my my wife and and kids and and my family is straight, man, I don't. And we got food in the, in the fridge. I'm good, man. And my, and our health is, is, is good. You know what I'm saying? I don't really need anything else. You know yeah. what I mean? I told people, you may not see me to the summer of
0: 2021 for real. <laughs> <If> I was <laughs> saying to my wife, um, yeah, I think this year is canceled. Like, it, yeah, absolutely. It's time. Absolutely. It's been. It's the purge. I think it's the, it's the earth and the world just purging out all the badness. You know, all the truth is coming to light. And, you know, we're reconnecting with people. Like, you know, I'm talking to people on the phone that I wouldn't usually speak to and yeah. um yeah it's it's been it's destroying and rebuild i think this year i, I think so too yeah so let's take you back to the beginning you're a philadelphia representer. yes what was life like for you growing up in philly like from home to school family what was it like paint that picture for me
1: um philly philly was definitely de- that's where i got the cut of my jib in all facets whether it be you know developing that 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 tough interior and exterior you know what i'm saying from you know the habitat, if you will, from from me going to. I went to a boarding school uh, uh, by the name of Gerard College. You know what I'm saying, and you know it was it was built initially for orphan white males, but due to the civil rights movement in the '60s, you know they eventually let you know us in, and then now it's. I would venture to say about 99 percent us. Mm. You know. There, so you're talking about, and it was an all boys school up until 1984, uh, but you know it was it was really like a like a survival of the fittest type of situation. I mean, the accommodations were fantastic, the learning environment was fantastic, but you you talking about you know you know, t- you know uh, adolescent boys, you know, just trying to carve you know make their way and carve their niche and personalities coming through, you know, and then there were people outside of this wall that challenged you too once you got outside of the school environment you know what i mean so um and then in the neighborhood of southwest you know what i'm saying where i spent you know you know my days if it wasn't in you know inside that wall that that toughened you up as well so you know but 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 Philly is all love because once you once you are able to identify you know as you're growing up you know what i'm saying once you're able to identify who you are and get to get your bearings a little bit and even on the mic you know what i'm saying then there was a respect factor. Once you, once you figured it out and once the people that looked at you figured it out, then it was number love and admiration and respect. So that that's the type of city Philly is. You know okay. I mean?
0: All right. So in this environment, um, you talk about respect in the mic, and we'll get to that in a bit. What was some of the, the early musical experiences you had? What, what songs can you remember being played in the city or in the home?
1: Oh man. Well, you know, of course we are, all, we're all, you know, of the culture. You know what I'm saying? We all grew up, you know, this. we are hip-hop. But before hip-hop, there was, you know, there was all of these great, great, great uh, 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 musical geniuses just, you know, in the household, you know, being played from Stevie Wonder to Marvin Gaye to Curtis Mayfield to Shaka Khan to uh man i can I, you know I, I was born in 1970 so you know i you know in my house we got it all gospel too hell yeah, jackson uh edwin hawkins walter hawkins uh andre crouch like those, i got those it those are all. my
0: guys those are my guys because i grew up in church too so tremaine hawkins was on rotation
1: oh yeah absolutely absolutely so that's definitely where the spiritual side comes from so um you know, we we got all of that, man. And then, you know, in the Philly scene, especially in you know in hip hop, you know, you had your Steady Bs, your Cool Cs, your, your Jazzy Jeffs, Fresh Prince, uh, Cash Money, and Marvelous, uh, MC Breeze, Lady B. Um, I mean, it was it was just a it was just a uh, Perry P. It was a plethora. Uh, the Philly scene was heavy, mm. but the Philly scene always felt like we got disrespected because we were not that close to New York. Yeah. So we were overshadowed, overlooked, you know, always looked at as the little brother, that kind of stuff. But we were around, you know, around the same time they were too. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was the scene. That
0: was definitely the scene, you know what I mean? So I, I asked Kill the same question because um, we did talk about the whole, I don't want to call it the East Coast bias, but I, I get the impression as someone from London, you know, New York was the hub because all the labels were there um mm-hmm. you know create the create uh the creators of hip-hop so you know there's also that kind of that cultural currency there that you know this is our thing and i get right. the impression that boston and philadelphia even though you're on the east coast you get overlooked but in in my opinion some of the best mcs ever come from the philadelphia area um we to- we're talking about black thought off the top of my head you know your beanie seagulls your Schoolie d's so um yeah, no. You're telling me. Listen, I'm. I'm going to leave this to you.
1: No, but but that but that's uh, that's very uh, uh, poignant. What you're saying and very uh, apropos. What you're saying and you're across the pond. We are definitely known for the spittage, if you will. We are the home of the spitters. Like you, if you go to Philly right now, and I guarantee you, 90 percent of the cats there that rhyme can go. I mean, not just, you know, they, they cool. No, 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 no. Fire, like straight fire. Like there are MCs. You never even heard of that will wash a lot of the MCs that you have heard of. That's just how, but that's, but, 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 but what that does is, 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 is iron. I mean, still sharp and sit still, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sword, sharp and sword. Mm-hmm. Like you can't come out of Philly and not be nice because everybody in Philly is nice. You know what I'm saying? Well, damn near everybody, Meek Mill, you know, he, 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 um, um, he, he was talking about, you know, battles that he had with a boy out in Southwest, you know what I'm saying? Like that nobody's ever heard of, you know what I mean? But he got at him, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's just, that's just, you know, the, 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 the. the, just how it is, man, in Philly. Like when it comes to spittish, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying.
0: So let's talk about you know the, the the Philadelphia guys a bit a bit more. Who are who would you say like your top three Philadelphia MCs who make up the Tracy Lee MC DNA?
1: Top three Philly MCs that make that? I would say none, but I'm gonna tell you why.
0: Okay, that's controversial.
1: So, um, nah, but I'm a, that make up my DNA. See, I'm 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 cut from as far as Anybody that you may know, I was before them. The only one that's in my school really is like, like Fresh Prince, and th- this is my Like I said, I'm I'm 50 this year. So you talk about Fresh Prince, Will Smith. That that's my age. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about uh, you know Cool C, you know what I'm saying Steady B. That is my age. So anybody before that, you know what I mean? I can't think other than Perry P. But Perry P was and, and Lady B. But I don't think that I patterned any of my style off of them, even though they're my heroes and they put us on the mat. Crazy. But I think if if, if, if you're going to talk about MCs that I patterned my style after, I ain't going to say patterned my style after, but that I looked up to and wanted to be like, and I took bits and pieces from them and created Trey Lee, you got you to gotta start with, LL Cool J's of the world. You got to start with the Melly Mel's of the world. You got to start with um, the, the Cool Mo D's and the Grandmaster Cazes and the Cool G Raps and the Rock Hems and the Chuck D's and the Ice Cubes. Those are the guys that I listened to growing up and said, damn, mm-hmm. you know, I, I took a bit of that. I took a piece of that. I took a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I took a little bit of that. You know what I mean? Um, and then created Trey Lee. You got see you what I'm saying?
0: I got you I got you
1: but but like you know Beans and Thought and all of them you know they actually even though um they, they had more success than I did you know what I'm saying I I, will, I definitely could say that um but Beans came after me Thought was on the scene before me but he's younger than I am as well so you know and and so therefore you know with all due respect I don't think I ever patted myself after any of those guys you know I know what I'm
0: hear saying? you I hear you so I, when I spoke to Kill, sh- you know what? I gotta shout Kill out, man. Shout out to Kill for making the connection uh with, with Tracy Lee. Um you, you know, real swift. I just said, listen, I'm a fan. He's like, look, I got you. Boom, boom, boom. And here we are. He mentioned that you went away to college.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in the UK, we call college university, where you go yeah. and get your degree. So I'm assuming that's what you guys call college. Am I correct? Yes,
1: yes, okay. yes, yes. Was it-, we call it university? We call it college, we call it university holiday. Yep. What was the college you went to? I went to Howard University for undergrad. Okay. And I went to Southern University Law, law Center for law school.
0: I, I've i done I've done a little bit of research, and I think uh, some well-known people in the hip-hop game went to Howard too. Tell me about what life was like yeah. at Howard and who you met there and the relationships yeah. you, you fostered by going to Howard.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Howard was heavy. Like, I went during the golden era, you know what I'm saying? So when we talk about the golden era, they were the likes of... You know, Derek D.D. Angeletti, who actually put me in the game. You know what I'm saying? They were um, you know, the likes of Mark Pitts, who also was the label um, that Derek brought me to. And Mark actually signed me, but I knew both of them before, before that. You know what I'm saying? Um this was ten this was almost 10 years later from the time that I had first met them. I came in with Mark and Derek was there um, you know, two years prior to me. So then you have Marlon Wayans, you have Carl Payne, aka, uh, you know, cockroach from from the Cosby show and later on to to, to be on Martin. Um, you, you, um, Cole, if you will. No, no, not Cole. Uh, 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 I forgot his character on Martin. But nevertheless, Taraji P. Henson, uh, Anthony Anderson, um, Ananda Lewis, Shy, the group Shy, and If I Ever Fall in Love. Um, I mean the list can go on and on and on um, 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 yeah I mean th- but these are the guys these are the people that I came with and then there's some even th- there's even more people that, that went to Howard that came in after me that were huge you know what I'm saying so um, but this was the atmosphere that we were around. These, these you talking about a Renaissance age, you're talking about uh the 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 spirit the entrepreneurial spirit was there. Um, because this is the late 80s, early nineties. So there was just something in the air, it was something special in the air at that particular time. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I'm gonna fast forward a bit though, and I'm, I'm this is the part of the interview that I'm most excited about because in nineteen ninety seven you released uh Many Faces. Yes. On Bystorm Entertainment slash Universal Now, just for the benefit of the listener I've told, I've told Trey this already If you're going to send me To a desert, like a desert island There's a few albums I'm going to take with me, right? Um, I'm talking about Black on Both Sides, Most Def That's coming with me Tremaine mm. Hawkins is coming with me mm. um, Pronounced Tone a is coming with me Some Fred Hammond's coming with me too um, Definitely taking Ready to Die I'm taking some DJ Quick and one of the albums I'm going to take is your your album. Now, on on hip hop Twitter, quote unquote, there's some albums that always get mentioned. You know the obvious ones. You know your Enter the Wu Tangs, your Illmatic, and those are great albums, rightfully so. But for me, like in terms of my experience being a young teen, many faces impacted me in 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 such a way. And I to this day I can't even tell you why. It just brings me back to a place where life was simpler. The world was open to me. Mm-hmm. You know my innocence in, in a way, you know, I didn't have any bills to pay. I was at home and I was a young hip hop fan and everything was so new and fresh. Um, tell me about, you know, like I know you've mentioned you met, met Mark at um, Howard and yes. Mark was also Biggie's manager. Was he? Correct. Right. So what was it like in terms of signing to buy a entertainment? Like, you know, how did the idea actually come up? Because you talk about being close with D dot as well, but for some reason, you didn't end up at Bad Boy where D Dot was. Like, what was it about by storm Entertainment? He thought, okay, this is going to be a good home for me. Well, and,
1: and before I get there, uh, shout out to Reed Dollars because I had I got to mention the brother by name. That's the cat that Meek Mill always mentions when he's when he says that he you know he 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 got his, his sword was sharpened by battling Reed Dollars from Southwest. So shout out to Reed Dollars. I just wanted to put that put that out there. But as far as you know, myself. And going to buy storm, but really that was kind of a, I mean, if it, it, someone consider it a spinoff because Mark was again was 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 an understudy. Well, I didn't say this, but Mark was an understudy of Puff, and I forgot Puff was at Howard too. Puff came, you know, a year before I did. So, um, but Mark was an understudy of Puff, and that's how he was able to, you know, uh, 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 become Big's manager, if you will, and so. You know, it was, it was really a spinoff from that. You know, you talk about D-Dot, you know, being one of the hitmen, you know, so it was, it was really like an extended family. You know what I mean? It was like first cousins, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I felt like, you know, signing with Mark because there was a, a, a level of familiarity there. Like I said, I came in with Mark. Me and D-Dot, you know, D-Dot is my mentor, you know what I'm saying? Even to this day. Uh, so, you know, we chop it up all the time. And so I just felt like, you know, there was a level of, of 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 comfortability. There was a level of, you know, this is somewhere that I can definitely consider home, you know, and we can tap into, you know, the Bad Boy resources, if you will, as we did, you know what I'm saying, by doing records with Puff and D-Dot doing the production and that kind of stuff. So it wasn't a reach, you know what I mean? It was, you know, and, 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 and and we were on a new, which I come to find out later and we'll probably get into it, but we were in a new situation. Universal had not, you know, extended itself to the culture yet. You know what I'm saying? With regards to the music. Um, So, you know, we're, this is a new opportunity. We got new money in here. This is the opportunity to really establish myself, you know, from the root, you know what I mean? Under a company that, you know, that really just, you know, kind of put in the beginning, just kind of put everything into, you know, me because I was the first artist signed, you know what I'm saying to Um, you know but they still had to go through the universal system to get some things done uh, but nevertheless, I just felt like, you know the concentration could definitely be on me, so that was you know, to me, a, a no-brainer not to mention, Bad Boy didn't extend a contract to me, you know what I'm saying so, you know, it's it's, it's kind of like, yo, you know, you, you go with the hand that's trying to feed you. Yeah, dig? but it's
0: it's 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 interesting though because I felt like, you know, for years I've been thinking the way you presented that album, you know, the feel, the production and you know, D dot was involved and Biggie was involved of course. I thought you would have been a perfect fit for Bad Boy, like personally.
1: And and, and maybe so. And maybe so, you know, um, you know, but 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 again, is that's not like off base because we got all of the ingredients that's right over there, at bad boy too. So mm. it really is, you know, it's just under a different pipeline, if you will. You right. know what I'm saying? Definitely. We got the major. We got the money, so it's just under a different
0: pipeline No, I hear you, I hear you So a few, a few years ago, uh, another Philly resident uh, by the name of Cassidy He released an album called Split Personality Where it was the hustler versus the problem uh, mm. TI has done something similar as well, TI versus TIP But mm. you were one of the earliest examples for me uh, mm. About someone who injected different personalities in, into one album Sure um, Obviously, the album's called Many Faces. For the benefit of the listener, I just want to run through these characters, and I want you to, in one, sen- one or two sentences, yes. define like, the character in itself, like their style and approach. Okay? Sure. Um, sure. So, obviously, we have Tracy Lee, which is yourself. Yes. Um, but then you also have Mr. Lee. Who, who is Mr. Lee?
1: Mr. Lee is, is the money guy. You know what I'm saying? That's the dude that's about his business. That's the guy that, you know, you know, that, that that at least back then tried to attempt to you know read through his paperwork and contract and do his due diligence and make sure the money was straight and distributed in the right manner. So that's the money.
0: All right. Who's Trey?
1: Trey is the ladies guy you know what I'm saying like that's the ladies man that's the one you know back then before I was married and all that you know what I mean yeah. he was you know <laughs> Trey yeah, keeps yeah, the ladies yeah.
0: disorderly polls for <laughs> quarterly
1: <laughs> quarterly most importantly I got a quota seat yeah, you know what I mean yeah here
0: it is come on man alright who's who's LR
1: LR is the illest of them all when it comes to the mic like LR LR is LR is my humble beginnings. LR is that guy. That just, he's the he's the ultimate spiller. Like if you, like if you like he's he's the battle MC. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like you want if you like before battle rap you know was a thing. That was that guy. Okay. You know what I mean?
0: Make way for the LR raw veteran making your days dark light melanin black selling keeping MCs back pedaling. yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah that was dope.
0: and who's um, who's rock
1: is the party guy. Okay. That dude that dude loved to party. Mhm. The mm-hmm. party animal. Spending a cool the grand minimum.
0: Min- yeah, yeah. I remember you know
1: at the bar, and so keep sending them, you, you know, know what I mean? It was
0: crazy though. Like for me what really like impressed me it wasn't just different personalities. It was like you'd in, you'd inject the personality into different songs. So when I listened to Big Will, that was like the uh, Mr. Lee. And then yes. you had Give It Up um, Baby which was Trey. And it's just like the way you would change your voice and your cadence, and you know nowadays, and rightfully so, guys like Kendrick Lamar, they they they're celebrated for these things. But you was doing it back then.
1: I mean, you know, and 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 it's un, I guess it's unfortunate. Like you know, sometimes it's, it, it's uh, there's a penalty for being first. Mm. You know, you want to be the first out the block, but there's a penalty for being first because a lot of times people may not be ready for you. Mm. And so that's what I felt like I was a victim of. Like, people just weren't ready for me. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because um, even to this day, like, people talk about many faces, and I never thought we would be having this conversation 23 years later, but that speaks to the testament of, you know, that album and that concept just being so ahead of its time. Yeah, you know definitely.
0: Saying? Whose idea was it to put all those personalities into the album?
1: Oh, that was me. But it was all due to... I tell you, here's the secret sauce. It was really all due to the rush of the album because of the theme. See, once the theme started popping, then Universal felt like they had to put a project out there.
0: Okay, so how long did it take to record the album?
1: Well, I got signed in April of 96, right?
0: And the album came out a year later?
1: The album came out in April of 97, March, April 97, but... We had to turn the album in like two or three months before the actual release date. So really, the last song that I did was on December 6th with Big.
0: And we're going to talk about that.
1: So you're talking about May, June, May June July, August, September, October, November. December. So seven months. Mm. Did that album in seven months. Wow. You know what I mean? There, and that... Go ahead.
0: I want to say, are there any... um so, in terms of the album and what we got, were there any uh, songs left over or unfinished? Like, are there any Many Faces demos out there that people haven't heard yet?
1: Ah, yes. Come on, man. And, 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 and yes, and we will be releasing some of those only on my platform, patreon.com forward slash. Okay, so
0: I've got to sign up for that. I'm with it. I'm with it. So, um, you know, can I touch on some of the songs from, from, from Many Faces? And I'm going to tell you this I'm an MC as well. Okay. I did a song a few years ago called Fatherhood um, and it used the same sample, the same Izzy Brothers sample from On The Edge. Yes. Now On The Edge for me makes me cry.
1: Let me down easy. Let me down yeah, easy.
0: Yeah, the Izzy Brothers. It makes me cry um, just because I just I just feel that I love introspective music for me. Mm-hmm. And the way you wrote that song, it, to me, it wasn't just, the, you weren't trying to just rap, rap, rap. You were just telling the story and, and this is what it was. This is what it is. As someone who grew up in the church, the line where you say, um, it's through him I found strength. Yes. Talk about how faith and spirituality has impacted your, your life and your music career.
1: Man, that's every day, man. I, I live by that. Even, even when I was making the dumbest mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Even, even when I didn't know any better, even when, you know, I was in the street doing some things that I didn't, you know, I felt like that I, I didn't even have to do it. I don't think, but I felt like I had to do it at the time. But in hindsight, I, you know, looking at it, it's like, yo, that was just stupid. You know, all the while, I'm always like, you know, either praying for forgiveness or asking the Lord for some strength, you know, asking the Lord for strength during whatever thing that I'm going through or whatever trial or whatever tribulation. And that still holds to this day. Like, I don't, I don't make a move without, you know, hearing that. And really it's, 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 it's the spirit, you know what I'm saying? um um you know uh creating something on the inside you know that tells you what's right what's mm-hmm. wrong what's the move to make what's not the move to make but you have to be receptive and open to to hearing to listening you know what i'm saying not hearing to listening you know what i'm saying um to what the spirit is telling you and so you know i i, I don't make the move and i haven't you know and that's just part of my upbringing of, 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 my mother, you know, and even, you know, have a conversation with my mother now, like, you know, before, you know, you would get into religion and all of that. But now I find that, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, God, right. Religion it to me is very divisive because everybody feels like that. They, no, you, this is the way to go. No, no, no. That's it. But, but y'all are disrespecting. To me, you're disrespecting the source. The source is God. That's it. You know what I mean? So you can, you can call yourself a Catholic, you can call yourself, you know, a Protestant, you can call yourself whatever you want to call it, You know what I mean? Like, um, but to me, Muslim, whatever, you know what I mean? Christian, whatever. But the source is God. Mm-hmm. So, and I take that with me in, in everything that I do.
0: Yeah. Everything. You know what's funny about the Many Faces album is that um, you've got that song called Repent. Yes, and then right afterwards you got to give it up, baby, and I'm just like, right. it's just like,
1: like, you know what? You know, and listen, I'm glad you said that because I go back and listen to these records, and it really, really speaks. And I'm just so, and and, and once you listen to this new album, Glory, it really is going to take you back to that because it's going to show you how far I've come, like mm. the maturation process, the trials and tribulations, like. You know, when you're 20-something years old, especially being in this game, man, it's all kind of things that you're, you're so conflicted, man. There's so many places that you, you want to go or don't want to go, you know what I mean? Like that's, you know, until you, but you don't find yourself, you don't really know who you are until you have the opportunity to experience things, mm. until you have the opportunity to really sit down and learn yourself. Then you get a grasp. But at 20 years, you don't know nothing at 20. You still, you still experimenting, you still going through the, and it's just, you know, it's a blessing that you can, some of us can make it out of that because yeah. some of us make it out of that. Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean? That's true. As a fellow MC though, I'm fully aware that what we do is really competitive. And sometimes I know we come with the whole braggado show and like I can beat anyone, but there are some of us. I'm not saying you, but some of us may stay away from the microphone murderers because we're not trying to get shown up. You, mm-hmm. on the other hand, on many faces, decided to work with two of the greatest MCs of all time. You worked with Buster Rhymes yes. on the theme remix. Um, you're a brave man, very, very brave man, because Buster Rhymes scares me. <laughs> um, but you worked with Biggie Smalls. Notorious Correct. B.I.G. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are you the last person to ever work with him?
1: Outside of the bad boy camp, yes. Okay.
0: All right. And that Outside was, of them, yes. Okay. December 5th, 96. December 6th. December 6th. You're in d d Studios. Correct. Tell me, how do you process the fact that you are about to record with someone who, to this day, is regarded as... One of the greatest MCs bar none. Because I work with guys over here, and they strike fear into me. Like I gotta light candles, have a seance. I don't know what I would do if I'm, you know, in a studio looking across at Biggies here. What 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 goes to your head, man?
1: Hey man, like you said, we're MCs. You know, it's, it's, it's always competition. Like it's friendly competition with some. And with others, is you know, it's disrespectful competition because either they've expressed that they don't like you personally, and or you've expressed that you don't like them. I've never done that, but I've heard people say, you know, some dis- disrespectful things to me. And I'm just like, all right, let's let's get on the mic and let's see. But with me and big, you know, there was a mutual respect. You know what I'm saying? Like he I I I think along with D dot him and I'm saying the little, little C's are kind of responsible for me getting signed because they co-signed me with Mark because Mark would be in the car playing the demos, right? So, you know, the mutual, the respect was there. We already know how ill big is. But as an MC, that is always, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not the braggadocio cat out off the mic. I'm not him, you know, just telling everybody, yo, I'm the illest, da 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 right? But in my head, you know what I'm saying? And in my rhymes... Since the the time I was 14, 13, 14, when I I figured out that I was kind of nice at this, there was nobody in the world that could touch me. Mm -hmm. Still to this day. I still
0: stand it. Straight off. So
1: so this is the vibrato that I brought, you know, to that session. Mm -hmm. I know who you are, Big. And (laughs) I respect you crazy anger giving me jewels about the game that I never got before in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm and I'm looking up at you in that manner because you've already established yourself in this game and I'm just now getting started. Mm. But outside of that conversation, when you're turning the mic on and you got the beat playing and you saying get in the booth, first things first is we're going to make a classic record. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the first thing. But the second thing is, I'm coming for your neck.
0: I heard that Jay-Z was around during that session too. Yeah, he was there. So how does it feel like years later he comes with the whole um, it's bring him out, bring him out, it's hard to yell when the barrel's in your mouth, which is Big's line from your record, seeing as he was around when you recorded the original.
1: Well, I mean, that's his man, you know what I'm saying? And I, I think, you know, at, at, you know, when it first happened, I'm like, oh, he, you know, he he, he basically went around me <laughs> and took the Big line, took the, you know what I'm saying, and, and used the same track, you know what I mean, like the sample, Coming from the same record that we both sampled, you know what I'm saying, and I'm thinking like, oh, see, you know. But now I just look at it as a, as, a, as a form of flattery, and him, you know, big, big, like he said, he was big up his man. He mm-hmm. was bigging up, and he, you know, took those lines. Those lines was ill. It was crazy,
0: mm-hmm. you know what
1: I'm saying. And it was and it was clever in a sense. So, like I said, I, I, at first I'm, you know, I'm like, yo, where's my publishing check? Da da. But now I'm just like, you know, he's paying homage to his man. That's water under the bridge. That's whatever. You, you, know what
0: I'm mentioned, saying? you mentioned publishing, though, and I hate pocket watching. Um, I'm gonna assume that you you got the link with big through Mark Pitts. Yes. Right. So did he did he do his man Mark a solid and and, and just say, you know what, that's your man, I'm gonna come to studio. Did he give him like a mate's rate? How much, how much was the verse?
1: Oh, it was it was 10, it was 10 grand. But that would that that would that's that's a love price. That's yeah. the love price. Big in 96,
0: he was getting um, like he said on kicking the door, um, 30, 30 G's a show, yeah. Wow, wow. yeah, you got yeah, a deal, yeah, man? He gave me the love price, okay. Okay, um, I'm a credits guy, I love liner notes. Um, I've been trying to look up Ike Lee, third, who, yes. who produced it. Like, who is this? Who is this brother? Like, I, I don't know much about him, and the, the production credits aren't that long.
1: Well, he um he was under the like I think he was I don't know if he was managed by Mark or not, but I know he was under the Universal. um, I mean, he was in the Universal building, and I think he did some tracks for some other cats. And I want to say maybe the Lost Boys. Don't quote me on that. I want to say maybe Cannabis. I want to say, but he was also a part of a group as well that was signed in Universal too. So he was in the system. He was in the Universal system, and so you know when we were you know looking for tracks for, for me and big and that, that was put on the table. It was like
0: yeah. this is a
1: monster. Yeah. This is a monster.
0: You you guys you guys made a classic. Um it's 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 a classic. How did you feel when they reused his lyrics on I wanted to ask you, how did you feel when they reused his lyrics on um, Rap Phenomenon?
1: Um I was a little salt again, salty again. It's it's, it's always just the skate around. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's always a skate around. So and 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 here's the story about that particular record. I come to find out later that Puff actually wanted that record. After, after me and Big got done with it, Puff actually wanted that record. Okay, this is he a breaking had,
0: atoms exclusive, right? Puffy yeah. wanted to keep your hands high. And I'm about to find out why Puffy didn't get it. Please go ahead.
1: Well, so, so he wanted that record and actually he pulled Cats, you know, to the and this was just uh uh, uh exposed to me. Uh, this year, when we did the 23rd anniversary, so Puff Puff pulled Mark and 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 cast to the side was like, yo, you know <laughs> what what can we do to get this record? You know what I'm saying? What can what can we do to you know like I you know and even it went as far as, yo, I, I just want the record. I, you know, I'm I'm gonna keep Trey on the record. And so everybody Even if Big was in the room I wasn't there Big was in the room Mark was in the room I think Dot was in the room So even when he said that Wayne was in the room So when he said Yo I want that record I want that keep it, it was not just Keep your hands high He also wanted The theme is Party Time And he wanted another record That I did with Faith Evans called Showtime
0: Where is this Where is this Faith Evans record? Oh, ah Ah
1: okay, Patreon Patr- Come to Patreon.com no, folks. I'm, com- like, I'm coming bro.
0: I'm coming because I love I love Faith Evans. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Got that in the can. So yeah. he pulled. Them, you know he had they they was inside. They had a meeting. It's like yo, what what can we do to get that record on? He's like, look, I'll even keep I'll keep Trey on the record. And so when he said that, they said they all looked at each other. It was like, man, you ain't if you get these records, you are gonna take Trey right off of them records. So going back to the rap phenomenon situation, you know that was his way of okay I right, they didn't give me and this is my uh take on it okay they, I can't get the record so you know Big is still my artist you know what I'm saying I still probably you know I own the publishing and all that other stuff so let me just take that record off of there or take his verses off of there you know get Primo to come in there do the track put Red and Meth on the joint and just you know make make Rap Phenomenon yeah. you know I,
0: mean? I like Rap Phenomenon I won't lie I, I um, like it I like it too I, for me being the nerd I am I can't I know the original and I can't yeah. unhear it. Do you know what I mean? And Premier's is my favorite producer ever, him and Pete Rock. So,
1: But the funny thing about Prem, shout out to Preem, he saw me like after the fact, like after he did it. And he was like, yo, Trey, that wasn't me, man. And I was like, look, man, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not tripping. I'm not, this was after I was tripping. Then when I finally talked, you know, I talked to him, he's like, I ain't had nothing to do. I was like, look, I was like, look, they cut you a check to do a job. That's it. You know what I'm saying?
0: That song, that song actually, um, keep your hands high. And uh, it really helped me, uh, after hearing that Biggie died because Biggie, you know, it it changes sometimes, but for the most part, he's my favorite. And I didn't listen to life after death for a whole year. The album came out. I did not listen to it until a year later because that was like my first taste of hip hop death. Wow. Um, as a fan, you know, hearing your favorite rapper on died via a, a news report on the TV. It was like, no, rappers aren't supposed to die. Like, what we, we talking so, about? You know,
1: so, so you didn't hear about Pac before him?
0: You're right. So I did. Um, 96, I was actually sat in the dark um, listening to Tim Westwood.
1: Mm. Um, I was listening Ooh. to Tim
0: Westwood and I heard. But this is me being totally honest. I wasn't the biggest Tupac fan at the time. Sure, sure, I was sure. I was uh in terms of the East Coast style, I was into the punchlines, the flows, you know, the sure. acrobatics and all that kind of stuff. So I gravitated more towards Biggie, but when Biggie died, yeah. Like that
1: was that was a shock to the nervous system. Listen,
0: th- like even to this day, right? I listen to Life After Death and I'm like, he never got to he never got to hear and feel how we felt about the music. I
1: right. mean,
0: in a spiritual sense, yes. But yeah. not being here in the physical, but keep your hands high was probably one of the only songs I could listen to that year, just because of the vibe, and it would just bring a smile to my face. So now I want to thank you for that record. Um, yeah, okay. it's it's a it's a classic, and um, yeah, they can they can mess with the vocals as much as they want, but we know where the, we know where the original source comes from. Indeed, Indeed. Um, Okay, so before we move on from from many faces, I have a burning question: Who really killed LR man? Ah.
1: If you come over to Patreon, nah, nah, I'm not, I'm never revealing that. I would never. You know what? And so many people have asked me, yo, are you going to make a a, a sequel record to that? Like, nah, this this is going to be the greatest mystery of all time. You know Joe Budden played that song on his podcast? Yes, he did. And shout out to Joe Budden for that because... You know, but he actually and and I talk and my man Ru, I got I, I got us uh rocking on IG right now. My man young guru's in here. Oh and so, shout
0: out to Young Guru. He's um he's cool with my co-host. Um tell oh, him yeah. Summit says hello. Oh, okay.
1: That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Um so 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 when we when uh when we were talking about the Joe Button situation, Joe Button at the time could not find many faces on any other any platforms any of the streaming platforms whatsoever so you know that yeah. so he was like it's a, it's a shame it's a travesty that nobody has this and then shortly after it appeared on a couple of streaming
0: i think it's on spotify but it's not on apple music right 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 and i think it's on title. i okay. think it's on but why is it not why is it not on streaming like what 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 was the delay
1: they universal man okay. universal you know they it, 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 yeah, universal. That's all I can say.
0: <laughs> oh man, I've, I've got my CD. I'm a CD collector, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't have that issue. Right, 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 right. So post, post many faces. This is this is a time where the internet's not really popping like it is right now. To mm-hmm. me, the diehard Tracy Lee fan, it seems like after many faces, you kind of vanished. Yeah. Um, talk to me, and I'm going to take you back to you know. Late 97. And how old was I in 97? So I was about 16, 16, 17. Okay. Um, what happened? And mm. what happened with that second album?
1: Um, well, we got a budget to make a second album. It's called Live in the 215. We actually completed the album. Um, you know, and just to give you, you know, just a just a work a, a workspace with regards to that particular album, um, we released a couple of singles. Uh one was called Go Ahead you know, and when I say release the single, it was one actually one release single and one record that we just gave to the record pools in the underground. That was called Go Ahead, Then we put out a record called We Like, uh, we shot a video down in Atlanta. Uh uh Brian Barber, who is uh the director for Outcast, Idle Wild, you know what I'm saying, and did all of their visuals. He directed this particular video. Um, we had the likes of uh a, a, a up-and-coming MC uh, uh, ludicrous in the video nobody had ever heard of him just yet uh, we had another up and coming you know uh uh m c if you will in another in another form uh by the name of Lil john nobody had uh, wow. had ever heard of him just yet uh in in the video um and we released that and then we started a promo tour uh with uh um um uh, with with universal with some up and coming artists coming out you know, around the same time that I was, but this is around the time the cash money had come in. This is when Nelly had come in. Um, um, so, you know, Trey was kind of getting pushed to the back burner because at that time, Mark and by storm were no longer in the building. they had uh, got a deal, an, another deal, another distribu- distribution deal through the but universal had decided to keep me. So, even though I was still contractually bound to By Storm, Boss Storm wasn't physically in the building. So I really didn't have a voice in the building. Mm-hmm. So, like, we were kind of finding our way through this thing. You know what I mean? So we went out on a promo tour, just like, uh, uh, like a real in-the-van, city-to-city. My man Ru was with us in the van, you know what I'm saying, DJing uh, for me at a few spots. You know, the promo tour was with Ram Squad, who was another group out of Philly. Um, um, and... So it was, I want to say about December of 2000. We went to Miami, and we had a show date out there. And it was almost like a omen, man, because we went to Miami December. We thinking we're going, you know, we, we leave it from up north. We're gonna catch some vibes down in Miami, warm weather. Da 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 da. It rained the entire time when we were there, and so, and then all of a sudden we get a call and tell us the show's canceled. Da 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 da. And so. We just in the hotel. We didn't have to pay for that, but we in the hotel, and we just like, damn, we stuck in Miami, nothing to do. It was raining, da 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 So then after we leave Miami, we land back in JFK, go back to New York, and I get a phone call. And so I guess it's, it's uh, Monty Lipman, who at the time, or probably still is, maybe the president of Universal, but or the Universal Music Group. But he was like, um, yeah, we just call and inform you that your services are no longer needed. Like, uh, but we have a parting gift for you. You know, if you come up to the office, da 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 da. So they, you know, they gave me a couple of dollars. But I was officially off the label. So now I have to figure out what are we gonna do. So this is around, like I said, 2000, 2001, maybe something like maybe I think it was in the end. Yeah, it was in the end of two thousand, going into two thousand one. So now, I what are we gonna do? So you know, I went back home, uh, uh to my mom's house, right? Slept on the couch there for about three months, and she was like, yo, you got to go. I don't care where you go, but you got to get out of here. So then I moved down to Atlanta with my brother, you know, stayed with him for, you know, a couple months. He wound up going to, to grad school, so now I'm just down in Atlanta. I, you know, I, I, I kind of ran into, not ran into, but I was dating somebody at the time, and, you know, wind up, you know, staying, we wind up staying together and all this other stuff. But you know that just wasn't it wasn't sitting right. So I had to figure this thing out. You know what I mean? And so again, going back to the spiritual side, man, I just started, just started praying, man. Like, yo, show me a sign. I need, I need, and I'm now my money is starting to run out. I did a pretty good job budgeting, but now my money is starting to run out. And so I'm down to my level, last seven dollars. I refused to go get a job anywhere. Blah, blah, blah. I was just too prideful. I tried to put out some records. I had put out a single called uh, "Ready, Willing, and Enable. Uh, flip side, get on it, which was actually funded by Marlon Wayans. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to him. Um, but now the money, money's running out. So, you know, I, I, I $7, I go to the church, man. I just put it in the pan. I say, look, I can't do nothing with the $7. Like, I can go get a meal real quick. But that ain't even enough to, you know, and I'm not willing to go back in the street and get something on Simon and all this other stuff. I'm not doing that. So, I put seven dollars in the pen and left it left it to God, man. You know. So then a week later, I get a phone call from Wayne Barrow. Wayne Barrow is the president of By Storm. is Mark's cousin. He says, Look, Universal has a uh, you know, published uh a publishing check for you, but they don't have your address, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if you, here's the number, call them up, give them the address, or, you know, they'll send you a check. he never told me how much it was, none of that. So I did that. Week later after that phone call. So now we're two weeks in, I get a check for $7,000.
0: Wow. So from $7 to $7,000.
1: But there's more. Week after that, I get another check for $57,000.
0: Wow. And this is all publishing? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So...
1: When, 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 you know, people ask me about my faith and all that, like, I don't even get into that discussion with people, you know what I'm saying? Because I know how my life is up and how my life was built and what happened and what transpired in my life, you know mm, what I'm saying? Mm, you know, mm. I, I don't try, I don't, I'm not the one to go out there and push it on people. But if you ask me or you try to challenge me about my faith, like, I, you can't, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's an amazing testimony, bro. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing testimony And um, thank you for clearing up Because this has been The burning question for years Like what what happened Because I'm an artist myself And what I've learned Just you know Being savvy on the internet now And reading Oftentimes we as the fans We're so entitled We say this person fell off Or this person's a one hit wonder But we fail to realise There's so many different moving parts that's As right. to why your favorite artists might not be around next year and it's not because they're not talented it's not right. because they got you know they might have been signed by one person i'll give you a story i'm a wrestling fan a massive wrestling fan mm-hmm. jake the snake back in 1992 yeah, jake yeah. The snake. that's my guy yeah. so he left the wwf he got signed to wcw right made mm-hmm. a big entrance the person that signed him to wcw left three weeks after he signed the person now in charge of WCW is someone who didn't like him from years previous. They had some tension. So now he's not getting pushed anymore. So you as the That's casual wrestling fan, you sit at home thinking, oh, where's Jake gone? He's, you yeah, whatever. No, he's falling out of favor with the office. So, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks. For, thanks for, you know, clear, clearing that up.
1: But, but, but then there's more though. So, so with the seven and the 57, now I'm back on my feet, right? Now I'm back on my feet. So now I still have to figure out what I'm going to do. So I wind up still, you know what I mean, even with the 7 and the 57, I didn't rest on that. Now it dawns on me, you don't know whether or not you're going to get another check from a record company, right? And you've learned a lot during that time of being signed. There's some things in hindsight now that you wouldn't have signed for when you, when you did sign. You're, you signed j- just because you had been going at this for so long. You had tried to get deals in the past for years before you even actually got your deal. So when the deal comes along, it, it's more like anxiousness. You just want to be heard. You want your music to be heard, but now you passed that. Now you've learned the business. So there's no telling them when I'm going to get another check from, from a record company. So now I go and get a job. Actually, I start moving furniture for this rec, for this, uh, for this furniture place. You know what I mean? And the funny thing about that is I'm moving furniture in somebody's house and the theme is on BET. Oh, <laughs> so they looking at the theme, and then they look at me. They look at the video, and they look at me. They're like, yo, what are you doing in here? I was like, look, man. And so what we wind up doing is that, you know, I took a little small break, rolled up something, you know, kind of was, you know, and I told them what happened. They was like, yo, you the realest dude, da, 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 da. Because, you know, we had a conversation about it, right, on the job. Mm-hmm. But then I still have to figure out what I'm going to do. So then, again, my faith. You know what I'm saying? Me constantly communicating, you know what I'm saying? With, 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 with the spirit above, um, you know, it dawned on me, you learned a lot about this business, man. And now it's time to give back. Not only give back to yourself, but give back to others that, you know, are coming along down this path and give them the kind of guidance that you didn't get. So it clicked. Yo, go to law school. You know what I'm saying? Go, go learn the basics. Right. Then learn the concentration of entertainment law, you know, after you learn the basics of law, what law is and structure of a contract and all this other stuff. And then, you know, once you become, you know, an attorney, then you start giving back to those that 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 you you can get back to that want to get in this game and give them the proper guidance Mm. that you didn't get when you signed your deal. Because when I signed my deal, I didn't have an entertainment attorney. I had a corporate attorney, which, you know, I would definitely advise against because they don't know the nuances of the recording contract. Mm. They know the basics of a contract, but not the, you know, the jargon of a recording contract and what it actually means. So that's what I did in 2001 started studying in 2002, started studying for the, for the, you know, started, uh, I studied the LSAT, you know, took the LSAT, you know, um, then I went to Southern University Law Center based on my test scores, you know, and I I went in 2003, graduated in 2006, passed the bar in 2007 and been a licensed attorney since 2007. So that's the last 13 years.
0: That's dope. That's dope, man. You know what it is? I love to see when MCs, producers, and just people in the culture can graduate and go into, and go into you know, different things. And I think it makes me feel proud because you, know, you do have that ignorant audience. I think this is, all we, this is all we do. We rap, we dance, and we you right. entertain us. Right. But they don't understand how we can influence the engine and all the different moving parts that are in the engine. So, right. yeah, I mean, as much as I love Many Faces and um, you know, we didn't get that second album, just hearing that you were a lawyer, I thought was dope because you were obviously a smart guy. You mentioned, you know, Howard University. You had a degree already. So when I heard, I'm like, yeah, it kind of makes sense, really. <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Where can I? Did, were there any promo copies of that second album released?
1: Ah, like, I, need, I need that. Ah, well, if you come on over to patreon.com forward slash Tracy Lee Music, we got the entire Lee catalog.
0: Okay, I'm going to put that in the show notes for this, because yeah. um, whatever I can do to get people to come over there, but I'll be coming over there to the, tomorrow. Look out for Christopher Mitchell. Absolutely, I surely would On on the Patreon Um, Trey, I I have I've got one more question to ask you Second album You worked with a young Kanye West Yes, I did Yeah, what what was that like? And do you see any remnants of that Kanye West In today's manifestation of Mr. West?
1: I did at one time I still, the, the remnants that I do see Is that even back then Kanye was never bashful Kanye was very bold You know what I'm saying? He 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 had he had convictions. You know what I mean? And and Rue can attest to this. Mm. You know, he, he believed in himself when nobody else believed in him. Like there was casts, yo, you shouldn't rhyme. You know what I'm saying? This is before through the Y and all that came out. You know, he was he was shopping his beats, you know what I'm saying? He was getting on that, getting on that train and and all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Yeah, we clowned him. Yeah, we clowned him. We clowned him. You too? Ru, I mean I I oh and I'll be totally honest, right. <laughs> I thought he could. I thought he could rhyme. I mean, he wasn't the greatest. I never said he was a, a like you know, this ultimate spitter like, but it I thought he would, I thought he could rhyme, especially over his own production, you know what I mean?
0: That's, now, the thing, that's the thing though, most producers sound great over their own beats, so it doesn't yeah. surprise me.
1: Yeah, but I but I never thought he would be Kanye now. I I'd be foolish to say that. But I knew his production was bananas and I thought he was serviceable as an MC, you know what I'm saying? That if he wanted to pursue a solo career, he could do okay, but not, you know, billionaire Kanye. Nah, I never thought that. Mm. Uh, but but one thing I like I said, he always you know what I'm saying he was the best over his own beats. Absolutely. Um um but but one thing I will say is that he 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 did not waver. He did. He always believed in himself, and it's just that went before. Before now, like this, this new Kanye is something different. But before he turned it into this new new Kanye, so there's a new Kanye, and then there's a new new Kanye. (laughs) This new new Kanye, I don't know nothing about that. But when he turned into the new Kanye, he was just Kanye that I knew from back then with more money. Okay, you see what I'm saying?
0: Right, right.
1: Now this new new Kanye, I'm different. Yeah, I can't identify with that. (laughs)
0: Before, I, I, I'm gonna wrap up, but before you go, I I can't just talk about many faces and life from the two one five. You've just released a new album. Yes. Tell my listeners, um, what's the album called? Um, some of the key themes, you know, just you know, just a bit about the recording process and where they can hear it.
1: Sure. Um, Glory. Glory is the new album. We dropped that on Friday, uh, this past Friday. Um, and basically, this is this this right here. This this may be, you know, and I've written a lot of things in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? This may be my magnum opus, you know what I mean? I I wrote it in two months during the pandemic. The recording process took another month, month and a half, you know what I mean? And really I recorded it, you know, I recorded my vocals, sent them to OJs. My brother, this dude to me is just the illest. He's He's the illest, bar none, producer, like right now, like to me, you know what I mean? Anybody else, no disrespect but just the versatility of what this guy can do, you know, he mixes the records, he masters the records, he, you know, he he, he he adds just that little flavor. He does the visuals like this dude is just ill. So, you know, the recording process, uh, again, in total, I started on March 13th. We were finished by, you know, everything by the end of June. You know what I mean? Somewhere mm-hmm. in that neighborhood, maybe, maybe at the, be- no, no, no my bad, by the, by the middle of July. Mm-hmm. And then so we, after that, we just started prepping and putting it out. But you can get it on Patreon.com, dot com forward slash Tracy Lee Music. Or you can go to my website. If you don't want to subscribe to the Patreon uh, 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 subscription, then you can go to Tracy Lee Music, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-E-E music.com and just get the album by itself. But uh, look, man, to me, this this is me. This is coming from me. This is probably my magnum opus. I mean, just I mean, we talk about everything that 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 has gone on since we've been, you know, confined, if you will. You know what I mean? Um, it, it takes you through peaks and valleys. It takes you it takes you through the dark and gets you to the light. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Very spiritual. It's very, you know, it, 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 it's hood. It's gutter. It's it's every emotion that you want to feel. And you know, I've been told, you know, it's just a press play, just press play, and let it rock. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: what I'm saying? and that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. Tracy Lee, you mentioned your website. Where can my listeners find you on social media?
1: Oh, you can go to Tracy Lee E S Q. That's T R A C E Y L E E E S Q. On IG, you can go to at Trey Lee T R A Y L E E on Twitter. Um, You know, if you're on Facebook, it's just Tracy Lee. And again, the website Tracy Lee Music, T R A C E Y L E E Music.com. We have not only the catalog, but we have merch. We have everything you need that is Tracy Lee, period. Mm-hmm. Consultation, whatever you need.
0: Bro, I want to th- thank you again. Um, the hip hop fan in me is overjoyed.
1: Hey, man, I appreciate you.
0: And um, it's good to see that you're well. Oh, um your family's right. good and you look good yeah. man. you're looking you know i love to see when when the ogs look good you're looking you're looking okay. good and um thank no you. i i i appreciate it. i'm actually going to call the guy who got me into hip-hop music and put me onto you i'm calling him tomorrow and i'm gonna be like yeah oh, guess guess who i spoke to yesterday man i spoke to tracy lee he's gonna be like what um but no it's it's, it's been a it's been a pleasure thank you for coming on breaking atoms we really really appreciate you
1: Oh, man, appreciate you having me, man. And shout out to everybody overseas and in the UK, all that good stuff, man. I appreciate you rocking with me all these years, man. Thank you so much.
0: Once again, many thanks to the man of many faces, Tracy Lee, for taking the time out of his busy schedule to speak with us or speak with me. Summit weren't around. Cha. Sure. As per usual, we are on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Break the Atoms please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what you think about the show and let us know what you think about this episode in particular. You are also more than welcome to suggest any topics or subjects that you want us to talk about. There is no area or subject or topic that is too controversial for us because we don't want to be these people's friends and we want all the smoke. Until next time, peace.